So here's the question. How do active people in the Atlanta area stay pain-free and live the active, fulfilled life that they deserve at any age? This is the question, and this podcast is the answer. I'm Danny Matei, and welcome to the Active Atlanta Podcast. The Active Atlanta Podcast is sponsored by Athletes Potential. At Athletes Potential, we help active adults stay that way, pain-free and active doing the sports and activities that they love for life. We do this by working on four different areas. That's movement, nutrition, stress management, and sleep. When we optimize these four areas, you feel better, you move better, and you live better for life. Head to athletespotential.com to learn how we can help you stay active for life today. What is up, Atlanta? Uh, I'm your host, Dr. Jake Soar, and welcome back to the Active Atlanta Podcast. Today, we have an incredible practitioner uh, on the podcast, on the show with you guys today. Uh, he has an incredible story. He does, and what I'm really excited about is he does a really unique style of physical therapy. Uh, it's thankfully it's becoming a little bit more well known, but uh, his he's got a, a particular niche within a niche, I guess you can say, that is uh, pretty unique. And really cool. He's got his, uh, he's got uh, an incredible background. Uh, he's got his doctorate in physical therapy as well as his master's in public health. He's the owner of Flex PT ATL. And oddly enough, guys, he went full time within a practice or full time with his practice in the uh, March 2020, which is a pretty ominous time for him to start a practice and is still crushing it. So really excited to talk to, to, to our guests here today. So without further ado, Lance, man, thanks for joining the show. How you doing, man? Hey, I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here, dude. Oh my gosh, I'm uh, I'm super excited to talk with you because honestly, so um, all right, so I'll let Lance kind of get into a little bit more about what he does, but uh, he does pelvic floor therapy and he does a lot. Uh, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but do you do predominantly male pelvic floor therapy or is it pretty pretty balanced? No, my caseload skews heavily towards men. I just. Yeah. The nature of me being a man, yep. you know, the way the cookie crumbles. Pretty intimate area, you know. Yeah, most yep. of my patients, most of my patients are men. I do yep. have a handful of female patients, um, but most of my caseload are men with pelvic yep. floor dysfunction. Dude, incredible! So um, that's actually something that I know very little about in terms of, just, <laughs> and I'm sure that's not, uh, I'm sure that's not an unfamiliar story for you when you <laughs> tell uh, tell other not providers. A, you. Not at all. So, I mean, what is flex PT ATL? Like what is uh, pelvic floor, I guess, in a nutshell. And like, um, in particular, like, how do you do, like, how did you find yourself like working with men's, uh, men's pelvic floor? Yeah. Well, for starters, flex PT, it's, you know, it's a concierge cash base out of network clinic. I, I don't take insurance, but yep. I predominantly see pelvic floor. I, I see ortho, small mix of ortho dysfunction, you know, shoulders, knees, hips, whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever comes through the door, I'll treat it. But I have marketed heavily towards the niche of pelvic floor dysfunction, even more specifically male pelvic floor. Um, and pelvic floor dysfunction can look like a lot of different things. And it's it's a relatively, it's not a new field by any means, but it's a field that's starting to gain traction. Yeah. Um, so things like, you know, pain with ejaculation or pain with erections or, you know, for my, I'm openly and outwardly gay and practice as a gay clinician. And some of my patients are also gay and have pain with penetration. So Mm -hmm. pain with penetration, you know, erectile dysfunction, premature ejaculation, abdominal pain, hernias, testicular pain, like all of these different pain complaints 
urinary urgency frequency. Um, I recently had a diagnosis of interstitial cystitis, which is like a bladder condition, bladder pain condition, which typically is mostly seen in females, but they're starting to be more research in the the male population. Anyways, um, I digress. (laughs) Um, There's, there's a lot of different, just like anything pretty much below the rib cage and above the knees. If if something's going wrong there, that's, that's kind of my specialty. It's the easiest way to explain it. Um, Yeah. Constipation, hemorrhoids, fissures, um, you know, all, all these different kind of sexual dysfunction complaints that Mm. men, men can have. Um, that's kind of my specialty. Dude. I think that's super cool, man. Like, um, you know, it's, so it's always cool to help somebody with like shoulder pain, right. Or it's helping like (laughs) somebody with like back pain. Right. And, uh, that can be a really powerful moment to help somebody like get out of pain back to the activities that they love and all that stuff. But to help somebody like not have pain with intercourse, (laughs) you know, like, yeah. Talk about a powerful moment, you know? Like- right. Yeah. <laughs> because of the, the, just the nature of what I do, the intimacy of it, I, I get very close with my patients, like on a personal yeah. level, like we, like some of my patients have become lifelong friends just because of the nature of what we do. And, you know, kind of like what you're saying, it's cool to help somebody like be able to play tennis again, or be able to go like r- run a marathon, like they're used to, like that's fulfilling work, but being able to help a man like have sex and like, have an orgasm without excruciating pain, like yeah. is also gratifying, like super gratifying. <laughs> it's like yeah. having a patient come in and say they masturbated and didn't have pain that lasted for three days is like, you know, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's pretty, it's pretty fulfilling. <laughs> um, like pat on the back for that. It's life-changing man. You yeah. Know, like truly, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool work. <laughs> and, and it sounds like, so, um, have you always kind of had an interest in working more towards like, uh, like pelvic floor PT or, uh, cause b- before, uh, before we started recording, uh, guys, we were talking about, uh, some of Lance's background with, uh, before he got into PT school and he did actually a really cool year of, uh, studying abroad and getting his master's in public health, uh, where he actually did a lot of work with, um, like STIs and, uh, sexual health education, uh, for some of these, like, um, more like tribal, like true tribal, uh, nations. Right. So, was that kind of like what's what sparked your interest in pelvic floor uh, therapy or was it just more as, as you got into PT school realized like why the fuck are we not talking about any of this right you know you would think that but no actually I you know I, I've always had an interest in public health and public health not pelvic health public yeah. health just like <laughs> health disparities in general like um, underserved populations and so whenever, I was going through PT school, you know, I was an athlete all through high school and college. I played club volleyball. I was very at like active and athletic. And so when I got into PT school, I was like, I'm going to work with, you know, athletes, sports injuries. That's my MO. That's what's happening. And then I got to my ortho clinical and my second, third year PT school. And that's my clinical instructor at the time was a dual ortho pelvic PT. And, you know, I don't know about you, but in our PT program, we had one lecture over pelvic floor and it was mostly targeted towards like postpartum women. Yeah. And so and that was like, that, it was like an elect, it was like an elect, uh, an optional electoral class you could take. Right. And yeah. so we just like skimmed the surface of what pelvic floor entailed. So hearing that, I was like, that's not at all who I want to work with. Thanks, but no thanks. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so during my clinical, that's when my instructor was like, you know, like there are a whole range of pelvic floor diagnoses. Like you could work with men, you could work with cancer patients, you could work with X, Y, and Z type of population. And so 
they really opened my eyes to like what all it entailed. Yeah. And so that was like what lit a spark. And then my first job out of PT school really wanted me to have, it was another out of network clinic and they really wanted me to have some sort of specialty, like niche yeah. sort of population to treat. And so that's what started me going down the rabbit hole of pelvic PT. Cause at the time when I was graduating, there weren't any other male pelvic PTs in Atlanta and let alone even on the Eastern seaboard, like their <laughs> male pelvic PTs are like, it's far and few between, man. There's yeah. very few out there. It's like, really, really cool and unique what you do. Count them on two hands, like how many male pelvic PTs there are in the entire country. It's it's mm-hmm. insane. Um, and so, yeah, I was like, well, shit, like I could niche the hell out of that. And yeah. out of network PT, like that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. So I went down this rabbit hole. Of, I took down, I you know, to be a pelvic PT, you have to take a series of courses to become certi- certified. Um and you have to sit for it's, it's not it's not a residency, but you have to sit for an exam to get your certification to mm-hmm. be able to call yourself a certified pelvic health clinician. Yep. Um, and so I took those series of courses. I haven't I've taken all of them. I just haven't sat for the exam yet. So technically, I guess I can't call myself a pelvic health therapist, <laughs> but I still treat it anyway. Anyways, for sure. Um, so yeah, I've taken I took all those courses over the course of what is it? 2021 over the last three years, I took all those courses and eventually decided that I just wanted to, I wanted to go out on my own and spent really hone in and niche down and treat male pelvic floor dysfunction. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Awesome. And then like, what a testament to like do that in March of 2020 and then still be around, you know, like that, that, that shut the doors on a lot of like already like well-established businesses, let alone a brand new practice, you know? And like, yeah, you are doing really well, man. Um, yeah. Thankfully. How was, how was that? Like, how was navigating some of the, uh, unknowns of, uh, what COVID was bringing, um, as a fresh practice owner? Right. It was rough. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie and say it was breezy because it was terrifying. It was rough. Thankfully, we talked about this earlier. Thankfully, you know, I work PRN at one of the local trauma hospitals downtown. Yeah. Um, And so, you know, that was my full-time gig while I was building up my pelvic floor caseload. And, you know, Mm -hmm. COVID, even though like direct in-person care kind of came to a halt for a minute, people were still having complaint like people still had pain and people still had these symptoms it didn't just stop because covid came through they i would argue that they actually got worse a lot of people's symptoms got worse because of covid um and so i was still doing like virtual consults for a while um virtual therapy sessions trying to do as much as i can you know over or over the computer virtual virtual sessions are just the worst aren't they it's so especially for what i do like i'm I'm a very manual therapist very hands-on therapist and so trying to translate all of that into virtual and like teach my patients how to use my hands as their hands and like navigate what i want them it was just i did not love it you know it's possible (laughs) it's possible and we made it work but yeah. it's not, was not my favorite for sure. Um, but, but yeah, growing a practice in the middle of a pandemic was, you know, Something else. not what I had planned, but here we are. <laughs> yeah, Dude, that's sick. So like, um, so I guarantee you there's a lot more, there's a ton of men out there who have no idea that someone like you is out there who can help them. Right. Like, um, they're, they're, I mean, I, I don't, uh, like we have, we've had one person who just openly came up to us. Like, so what's unique is that we've actually got uh, one of our uh, PTs that we've got. He actually knows 
just enough to be dangerous about pelvic floor health, I guess. Like he actually spent some <laughs> yeah. time with uh, up in Virginia before he came down here uh, with one of the, man, I don't know. I'm so outside the world of pelvic health, but apparently she's a really big name in the world of pelvic health. And she was essentially like who he worked hand in hand with in Virginia. Nice. And he, so he handled a lot of men's pelvic floor PT, but like uh, we had this cyclist coming in and he was talking to us about some like, um, like just pressure, I guess you can say that he was having and was wondering if like, I knew of anybody and I didn't know you at the time or, or I didn't know of you at the time. Or it would have been right. You want to be like, yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> yeah. 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 But Marcus, I mean, one of our PTs, uh, Dr. Marcus, he did a great job and like, uh, but like, it seems like, and, and you know, this could have been like potentially like a very one-off thing, but like, um, it seemed like there were some very simple, uh, changes uh, and treatments that were able to be made to make very quick results. Um, and, and like truly like, uh, like for, in his case, like life-changing results. So like, what yeah. are some, what are some things that you typically see in the clinic and like, what are some cool, like success stories that, that kind of come to mind? Yeah. Um, I see, I see a lot of pelvic pain, you know, recently, you know, diagnoses, and I don't know if you're like this, but in school, they said, they would always say like diagnoses come in waves and, you know, the last, in the last two weeks I've had just, um, there's a diagnosis prostatitis. I could talk for, you know, hours about prostatitis, but prostatitis is just essentially just pelvic pain, but there's an even further diagnosis called hard flaccid. And it's essentially when the penis, you, you know, you, you're flaccid, but you can still, you have this like feeling of having like a rubber band around your penis. It just, it's called hard flaccid because it feels hard, but it's still flaccid and it causes yeah. a lot of pain. Um, anyways, two of my two patients have come in in the last week with that, which is, it's a super rare condition. Um, but anyways, pelvic pain in general, I'm kind of going on a tangent, but pelvic it's pain great, in general, man, super good. I didn't know something like that even like existed, you know, but like yeah. a lot of people struggle with that. It's, it's kind of crazy, but um, perineal pain and pain with ejaculation, prostatitis, those are probably my most, um, most frequent diagnoses that I see. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the state, the world that we live in, you know, COVID high stress society, a lot of millennials are anxious and depressed, like just hold sure. a lot of stress mm-hmm. for my patients, particularly patients that have pelvic floor dysfunction, everyone, those patients hold that stress in their pelvic floor. And so their mm-hmm. pelvic floor is just locked up into their throat. Mm-hmm. It is kind of a funny joke, but also kind of true. Like, the word tight ass, like the phrase, like the person (laughs) description of who a tight ass is like are typically my, typically my patients, very stressed, very anxious, very depressed. Like the, those diagnoses go hand in hand with pelvic floor dysfunction. And so the pelvic floor, you know, just like any other muscle, there's a group of, and those with penises or those with 12 or those with vaginas, Mm -hmm. those with vaginas have 14, those with penises, there's 12. And those group of muscles collectively make up your pelvic floor. They sit in the bowl of your pelvis. Okay. Um, they are responsible for urinary bowel function, sexual function, and then just kind of an overall supportive role. Yeah. And so just like, you know, your bicep, your bicep has to be able to contract and relax, lengthen and, you know, contract, shorten mm-hmm. the pelvic floor muscles. We have voluntary control over, but when people are super stressed, super anxious, people tend to constantly contract and grip those pelvic floor muscles yeah. and never, never let them like relax, never just, yeah. So it's just chronic tension going through the pelvic mm-hmm. floor. And so that leads to just like any other muscle leads to trigger points. And so yeah. things like, you know, pain with urination or pain with erections or all different types of pain complaints, urinary symptoms, urinary urgency, frequency, um, yeah. a lot of those symptoms. So Crazy, 
It's crazy. It's so cool. Yeah. I mean, I just could nerd out all day about it. I think it's yeah, so yeah. fascinating. And treating it is really cool too, because it's 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 just it's a relatively, I'm not gonna say easy fix, but once sure. you kind of bring your awareness to what exactly your pelvic floor is and like what it should be doing and what mm-hmm. it should not be doing, mm-hmm. a lot of progress can be made. And so yep. it's pretty cool. Well, it's like an area that's like uh you know, like it's so you know, all right. So let's talk about like low back pain for a second, really quick. Like people that have been in like chronic low back pain for, they don't even know where their back hurts. It just hurts. Right. Yeah. Uh, so like, I, you know, you take that down even lower into like the sacrum and the pelvic region, like, dude, nobody has any idea about like what like sensation is there or yeah. what they're truly feeling. Or it's like, can you like, uh, so trying to bring some, like, um, I guess self-awareness to that area is, is, is crazy. I bet it's, I bet it's a huge effect on people. It, it really does like the self-awareness, the, like the mental acuity that like has to happen. Like just it's like silly as it sounds. I'm always telling patients like channel your mental energy yeah. down into your pelvis. Like think about like, so to, to get a pelvic floor contraction and you can do this with me if you want, but like to make yeah. a pelvic floor contraction for men or those with penises. And I would yeah. say, try, try to make your penis jump or try to make your penis shorter that's going to uh-huh. like activate those muscle fibers of the pelvic floor that, that, that is a pelvic floor muscle contraction or what most people know of as a Kegel. That yeah. is, that is contracting it. But what I always, and have to, I work really hard at doing is getting patients to do the exact opposite of that. Yeah. So just like you can contract it, you can relax it as well. And so mm-hmm. that getting people to like channel their mental energy, hone in that mental acuity to those muscles and learn that they don't have to stay stuck like this. You can actually lengthen and open and relax Mm -hmm. is like life-changing for some people because they've, you know, for 10, 20, 30 years have been just stuck like this. And so it's just like any other muscle cramp that you've been holding for ever. Imagine clenching your jaw for 30 years, you know, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Right. And it's funny you say that a lot of TMJ dysfunction, you uh-huh. know, TMJ and pelvic floor are like, they're like, you know, stepsisters, they go hand in hand. A really? lot of people with TMJ dysfunction also have pelvic floor dysfunction. It totally. See that. It makes a lot of sense. If we're talking about a lot of like, just like tension, uh, yeah. holding, you know? Yeah. And like cranial sacral, like connections. I, I don't know if you've studied any of that, but sure. just the, the, the fascial connections, the deep kinetic chains of that go from the jaw down to the pelvic floor. Yeah. It's crazy. Um, but yeah, so I think it, I'm, I'm, I think it's really cool. I'm fascinated yeah. by what I do. <laughs> oh my gosh, man. I think it's really interesting just to learn like what can be done, you know, um, like something it's gotta be, there's gotta be such like a light bulb moment of like one, like relief, but also frustration when somebody has such a simple fix that can be something as simple as just, yeah. Hey, bro, relax your pelvic floor. You're going to relax your pelvic floor. Like, <laughs> right. Holy fuck. Yeah. Like that helped out a ton, you know, <laughs> take, take a deep breath and relax your pelvic floor that like yeah. that, those two things could solve so many issues. And what's super frustrating is that, and you alluded to this earlier, like I get patients that have been to three, five, ten. I had one patient that had been to 11 different medical providers, whether that was a PA an MD, like an NP, whoever, yeah, somebody, a urologist, like primary care, like it's so infuriating that what not enough people know what I do. And that's, that's no fault of our, of anyone's own, but the pelvic floor therapy, we haven't done a great job of like marketing ourselves, but 
you know, it's whenever patients come in and they're like, man, like I've, I've had all these tests. I've been given all these like prescriptions, antibiotics, nothing is working. Everyone tells me that nothing's wrong with me. Everything's coming back normal. Everyone's saying it's in my head. And mm-hmm. it's literally just a matter of like, I mean, I'm completely like watering it down with what I do, sure. but like, yeah. Cause I would understand a, it. So yeah, take it, take a deep breath, relax your pelvic floor and like, mm-hmm. here's some stretches. And it's like, holy shit, you know, <laughs> for <laughs> it's, sure. It's crazy, man. Like, I mean, the amount of, um, the, the amount of times, like it's the same thing with like back pain, right? Like some amount of times I've helped people with back pain where it's just like, yeah, let's, let's practice breathing, you know? Yeah. And like, how do you, how do you like breathe with your diaphragm instead of all your accessory muscles up in your neck and your rib cage and everything else. And it's like, it's truly like a light bulb. I'm like, oh my God, I've been like a lot of pain is stress related. And, and there's a, there's a direct correlation. Like every time we, um, so for example, I was talking with the person today who said like chronic knee pain, like we spent a lot of our appointment talking about like, what's your stress levels looking like, what's your sleep looking like, what's your nutrition looking like all these things that can coalesce into causing chronic pain, maybe had nothing to do with your knees. Hell, you've told me you've had three MRIs. They can't find anything. So probably hasn't let's, let's look somewhere else for a minute. You know, um, it's the same thing, man. Like, uh, I'm sure you've helped a lot of people come in with like back pain probably as well, where they've like gone to provider to provider, no help, no assistance. And then working on pelvic floor has helped out a ton with that. I'm sure. Yep. I've had it, you know, and it, with pelvic floor dysfunction, it's not, it's not like one singular diet. Like it's not like one singular symptom yeah, that patients are coming in with. It's like the whole gamut, you know, yeah. everything that I mentioned before, urinary urgency, frequency, pain with urination, like pain with ejaculation. Like it's not just one singular symptom. Right. And a lot of times low back pain is a, a byproduct of all these other pelvic floor symptoms. Mm-hmm. Well, not a byproduct, but you know what I mean? Kind of goes hand in hand. And so yeah. it's, it's kind of like, I just explained this to, I have a lot of pain science conversations with patients like, yeah on the daily. Um, but I was just having this conversation with a patient today. It's like putting out little fires everywhere, you know, like you pain manifests and shifts and changes depending on what you're addressing at any given time. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's a lot of pain science education, a lot of, you know, understanding where your pain is being driven and what's kind of the root cause of it. And I mean, I don't have to explain all this to you, you know, but, uh, it's, it's a conversation that I have a lot with people, well, you know, it, it's for sure. And like, it's, it's gotta be a little bit more, like, I'm trying to think like, uh, and I mean this in like the nicest way. Right. But like me trying to get, like, I'm trying to think of like my guy friends that I'm super close with. Right. Um, like none of them have any like experience with the, I'm the closest thing they know of like the medical world. Right. Like they're all my <laughs> right. business or whatever. Like, um, me trying to like explain to somebody that they should, they should probably go see like a men's pelvic floor PT would probably be so like in left field for them. If any of them would even think to consider to talk to anybody about like a painful erection or anything like that. So right. like, do you have like a lot of guys, especially guys in particular, like, and this may be painting with a broad stroke. And if it, if I do, and I offend any of the people listening, I'm sorry, but like, I do feel like women are probably a little bit more open to seeking help with pelvic floor dysfunction. I think it's just a little bit more, I don't know, acceptable probably. And just like the medical world in general is just a little bit more invasive for them to begin with. Right. Right. Um, yeah. No, 100%, 100%. You're, you're dead on. Um, so do you guys, are they pretty nervous when they come in then? Like, like, do you have to like ease the tension in the room a little yeah, bit? Quite a bit? Yeah. yeah. The first session. So for, for my evals, you know, all of my business coaches and even Danny with the clinical rainmaker has yeah. highly suggested that I not do this, but just like being in the room, like I, 
every eval, I spend 90 minutes with patients because mm-hmm. a lot of, a lot of these guys, this is, I'm the first person that they've really been, they're able to sit down with and really talk yeah. to and just like puke their brains out about all of the symptoms that's going yeah. on. And so you know they're not like an anomaly or some like freak, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. And so sometimes these guys, like I could talk for 45 minutes or an hour just about all of the things that they have going on. And so the next 30 minutes, I have to like rush my eval in. But mm-hmm. anyways, it, these, these guys, these patients, it's not like, you know, girls, they go have girls nights or they go get their nails done and they like talk about, oh, pain with penetration. You have pain with penetration. Oh, you pee yeah. yourself. Like it's not, it's less taboo for women or people with vaginas to talk about these things. Yeah. It's not like you go hang out with your bros and it's like, Hey dude, like, does it hurt when you like have an orgasm? Yeah, <laughs> you know, <right>. yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> do you dribble a little bit whenever you like finish peeing? Like, do you yeah. wet yourself? Like guys just don't talk about that. And so truly don't. there's an un- there's detriment. An- of, of, I'm sure, you know, right. Like, yeah. You know, I talk about these kind of things cause this is my job. Like I talk <laughs> about pee poop sex with yeah. anyone. Like, I don't care. I'm not bashful, but yeah. you know, I'm not the common, I'm not the, you know, the normal yeah. layperson, the normal man, you know? Yeah. Um, and so it's, that's part of the reason why I wanted to open my clinic was just so that there were more of a, there was more of a masculine male presence in pelvic floor. And it's not just about vaginas and peeing on yourself and postpartum like symptoms. It's, you know, men have pelvises too. Men have pelvic floors too, and things can go wrong down there. And so I just did a complete revamp of my website. And that was basically my whole target was like, you know, addressing the man with pelvic floor dysfunction and letting people know that there's help out there um, and that they don't have to suffer in silence. Cause a lot of my patients, a lot of my referrals come from primary care physicians, urologists, sex therapists, mental health therapists. um, And then Google men just Googling for sure. You know, male pelvic floor dysfunction. It's I, I rarely get like word of mouth referrals. That's a good point. From, yeah. From like patients. You know, it's yeah. not like or the orthopedic world where like, oh, I hurt my shoulder. Like my mom also hurt her shoulder. I'm gonna send her in. Like, yeah, it's not it's not like that. My patients aren't talking to their family members, they're not talking, right. you know. Sometimes I'll get referrals from part like their partner. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's not yeah. It's not a lot of word of mouth referrals. It's a That's lot true, of. Man. It's not like you know, I'm not at my uh, family union and be like, hey, cuz, like, do you have pain with your calculation? Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like. No. Those conversations just don't happen. Yeah, um, that's, that's a really interesting point. I haven't thought about that. That's true. Well, you know, hopefully this podcast, people can like hear, like, uh, you know, what you do. And, and I hope somebody can like take away some um, really valuable information of this and just know that, like, if you are struggling with any type of like men's pelvic floor issues, like, you know, pain with ejaculation pain with um, urinating uh, defecation, like anything, like um, there are people out there like Lance, who's a badass at what they do and can really help you out, man. So uh, Lance, if people did want to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in contact with you? Uh, well, you can look at my website, flex PT ATL um, has all my contact information on there. Um, I'm on Instagram. I have a personal and a business page, Flex PTATL, or just Lance Frank. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I also have a TikTok page that yeah. has done surprisingly well. It's really? Lance in your, Lance oh, in your pants. Man. How do you yeah. use TikTok and PT, man? Like, I've been trying to crack that code for so long. I, every time I go, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> No, I'm not posting that one. <laughs> yeah. No, well, no, look it up. Lance in your pants. It's it's done. It, Lance I'm, in your pants. I'm yeah. Close to 300,000 followers. And that yeah. has 
that that has been a massive resource for people yeah. like men struggling with i get inbox like messages in my inbox and email daily about guys all over the world being like i didn't know there was help for this i didn't know that this was a thing yeah. i didn't realize that this is something that like physical therapy could treat like my doctor's telling me there's nothing that can be done and it's yeah. like well, all of that's bullshit, you know? <laughs> Dude, isn't <laughs> this it so is... frustrating, man? Like, yeah. like the more I talk to like pelvic floor uh, PTs, the more I, the more frustrated I get with our medical system and like some of the information people get. Like, you know, talking to some of the women PTs that are women pelvic floor PTs, like this is a common thing that they hear, like that they hear the women say, like they go to their primary care providers with pain with intercourse and penetration and the doctor just fucking tells them to drink wine. Like drink, drink some more wine. <laughs> yeah. What is that, man? Come on. That's your, that's, that's, and it's not just yeah. indies, it's just healthcare providers in general, right? It's just yeah. a lack of knowledge and lack of understanding. So um, yeah, you're, you're doing good work, man. Uh, obviously, you don't need me to tell you that, but groups uh, <laughs> in the pudding. Um, guys, if you are struggling with anything with uh, you or your partner, um, struggling with pelvic floor disorders, um, man. Either, all right, so apparently Lance in Your Pants, a TikTok uh, channel <laughs> is a great resource for you. And uh, you know, look them up. It's Flex PT ATL. And uh, it's Lance Frank, Dr. Lance Frank, the guy's a stud, guys. And truly is like, man, you look at his Instagram, I'm sure you guys will see he's, he's no shortage from in the, in the uh, ortho world either. You can put some juice. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Lance, man, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate that. Uh, appreciate it. I know you're a busy guy with your own practice and everything. So I appreciate you coming on. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the podcast today. If you want to find out more about our guests or about Athletes Potential and how we can help you continue to be active and pain-free in life, head over to athletespotential.com to learn more.